You're tuned in to the Hello, Maximize Her podcast with Cara Barker. Thought-provoking topics and discussions that will help uplift, encourage, and inspire women from all walks of life. We invite you to visit our website at carabarker.net for more info and daily inspiration. And now, welcome your host and life coach, Cara Barker. Ladies, this is Cara Barker, and I am the CEO of Empower Her Life Consulting, as well as the author of Hallelujahs and Hiccups 100-Day Devotional Journal. I also want to say there are some amazing reading plans on the YouVersion, the Bible app. You can find Hallelujahs and Hiccups, the first original reading plan, and then you also can find Queen Moves that is Still very relevant to all you ladies out there, Queen Moves is a five-day reading plan as well on version. Well, I told you guys we're going to have a treat. I have you, if you've been plugged in for season two, you've heard some fabulous ladies that have been talking about either entrepreneurship, they've been talking about bossing up, leveling up, rebranding themselves in this crazy pandemic, post-pandemic world. They've talked about being moms. And so this season two has a wealth of ladies that are on, on, on the podcast, just talking about some real things with real issues with real people. And so I had to make sure that for those that are trying to navigate maybe into a career change or career move, or, or maybe just trying to rebrand yourself in your current employer, I had to bring my friend, Miss Christy Allen. Hey, Christy, how are you? Hey, Carla, I'm doing great. Thanks so much for inviting me. Well, I am so glad you're here. And, you know, one of the things I know a little bit about you, but I want the listeners to hear about who you are. And then also, how do you define being brave as a woman in leadership in corporate America? Oh, um, first, just to start, my name's Christy. I spent the last seven ish years in acquisition. Um, and prior to that, I did some work for nonprofits. Uh, outside of work, I'm a wife, a mother, daughter, sister, and friend. I have this incredible job where I get to help people find new jobs and really just explore more about what they truly want to do with their careers. To me, I think being brave in leadership really means being vulnerable, transparent, and most of all, probably humble. I also feel that leadership qualities are important regardless of whether you're in one of those true people leadership roles or not. And we are all someone that somebody somewhere either has or will be looking up to um, for guidance and wisdom in our careers or in life. So leadership really is like one of those qualities that doesn't really necessarily align to those true people leadership roles. That's good stuff. So I, you mentioned something about being humble and man, that's kind of tough. Sometimes people think that being humble is being weak. Do you feel like that is an, a negative attribute sometimes that is always, that's associated with women being, if they're humble, they may be viewed as weak or, you know, may not have the strength to lead a team. What's your thoughts about that? That is a really great question. I, you know, I haven't really thought about that, you know, until you just brought that up. But I think, you know, um, as, you know, women are getting ready for like interviews or, you know, prep for conversations or meetings or something like that, like probably or there are studies out there, like maybe men are more likely to apply to roles that they meet, you know, X number of the qualifications, whereas women would want to check all of those boxes. And so maybe that relates back to being humble. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I guess I could see that translating in that sense. I think it's important 
I really do think that there's a good balance, though, between um, being confident mm-hmm. and having that humility and being humble in your endeavors. Um, and women probably just have to, you know, have the confidence uh, to go forward in any endeavor that they, they choose to embark upon. That's, that's really good, Chrissy. So I think about confidence and being bold and being brave. Um, and sometimes saying being bold and brave is, is, is easy thing to say, but it's kind of hard to do that. And, you know, mm-hmm. one of the things I, you know, I know about your, your, um, your career path is that you've done a lot of different things and you've taken some risks, you've done some different things, but you've also, I always say betting on yourself and making a shift in a career move. And so I know you've recently made a, a career change. How did, what's your decision-making process for those that are try, kind of on the edge, they're teetering in between, they're not really sure, but what was your decision-making process? Did you make a pros and cons list? Kind of walk me through that and help us walk the listeners as well. Yeah, well, actually, like in my day job, I, my job is really just to reach out to people and try to get them interested in making a career move. Um, and it was really like something that hadn't crossed my mind a whole lot. And so, you know, I really did some soul searching. I think actually had participated in a program that you had put on um, where we were really like trying to do some soul searching uh, on like what was we that wanted confident in you? <laughs> yes, that's oh, what yeah. it was. Yeah, confident you. That yeah. was good. I loved that program and it really made me think about things in kind of a different way. Um, because, like, we really are in the driver's seat. You know, when it comes to our career, we have the ability to make choices, you know, that, you know, we want our career to look like in the future. And so, you know, uh, making a career change is a huge life decision. And being on the other side of that table, you know, whereas I'm usually the person that's, you know, leading someone through the job search process, being on the other side of the table gave me a new uh, respect for my position as a talent acquisition professional and really being kind of that job seeker guardian. Mm. Um, but, you know, I really prayed on it a lot. I was asking the opinions of others that I really value, like in my networking circle. Um, but in the end, I was really just thinking, like, what do I want to do as a next step to grow mm. more in my career? And I'm just really passionate about talent acquisition. Um, and so to me, it just made sense that I would try to make myself be uncomfortable so that I could grow and um, be more powerful or in a, in a better position for my next career move. So um, I'm thinking about like two different things. So I'm not sure that I have like a pros and cons list, although I probably did like way different factors. Um, you know, I really focus on like, am I really challenging myself and am I uncomfortable? And what I mean by that is, like, am I learning and mastering new skills? And I think it's really, really easy, especially for women, to, like, get into the space where they're comfortable in their career. Mm-hmm. we got a lot of things going on outside of work, like family and, like, making sure that we're there for these other activities and making sure that we're bringing our whole self to work and really investing time in, like, our mental health and our physical health. And, like, sometimes it's just hard to find that balance. Um, but for me, I just kept thinking, I would like to grow and I love acquisition so being in an uncomfortable space learning something new is really what needs to happen for me you know to grow and move forward and then second um i was thinking about does this opportunity truly align with my personal values like um are, is this something that i want to have my daughters look up to me and say wow like mom did all of this stuff she was there for all of our things she took us to school, like she came to all our events, but she also had this really cool career that she really loved. 
And I think that that's really important in life. You know, even before, um, you know, early on in my career, I worked for two different nonprofits doing some fundraising and public relations work. Mm-hmm. And then moving into corporate roles, I was able to really focus on serving job seekers in a positive way for organizations that are positive and really do align with my personal values. So um, I'm just thinking like as people are making career decisions, those are two things that I would definitely want to encourage people to consider. I love that. I love that. And having being uncomfortable with change and, and, and really making sure that it aligns with your values and does it align with where you're wanting to go? Do you think, um, I know you're a mom, I'm a mom and you're a working mom and that's a whole nother job, right? Um, Mm -hmm. but do you feel like as working women, are there non-negotiables? Do you think there's like, okay, if I'm making a change, this is has, this is a non-negotiable. And do you have any non-negotiables? Yeah, I do think there probably are non-negotiables. And I think that's like very personal. So it probably would matter like what your situation is. But for me, um, I really, really like being able to work remotely. I think that's great. It helps me to have a little bit more balance in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and being able to be present and have flexibility with my role is also really important to me because you know it's hard to be a working parent and then try to attend all of these different events at school or be there you know the pandemic really taught us a lot in Mm -hmm. that um you know things can change pretty rapidly and your kids can be home doing virtual learning and so you might need to be present for some of that as well so I mean luckily a lot of our organizations have flexibility with that life when you have virtual learners at home and that kind of thing um, but for me, that was a non-negotiable. Like, I need flexibility. I like being able to um, have the autonomy in my work where I can be trusted to get my job done, you know, and then also be present here and able to do things with my family. Um, so for me, those were the non-negotiables. And I think that you would just really need to do some soul searching on your end mm-hmm. um, and make sure that you really understand like who you are, what your values are, and what you would be looking for in your next role. So then you could you know, outline what those non-negotiables would be for you. That's really good. And, and, and I would think too, as we evolve, those probably shift and change, right? There's something like, you know, the kids are little, the kiddos are little. And so I just really want to make sure that I'm there with, you know, Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, their, you know, their basketball or their track or soccer or, you know, any of the things. I really want to be present, not just there, but actually present and focused in. And then when they get older, your non-negotiables may shift a little bit. Um, So one of the things that I've talked to with several ladies was about one of their non-negotiables is that they had to still be able to have self-care. What do you think about that? Maybe for me, it's something that came about like in the recent, I don't know, the past few years, um, especially because my kids are getting a little bit older and so am I. And so it's like, what, you know, what is really important to me? So I like really try to balance time. I took up yoga. That's like super um, relaxing for me. And it's a good way to kind of make sure that you're being physical. And then um, also taking time to like take a break from screens and take a break from work, being able to have that clear cut time where you can say, um, yeah, I'm not going to do any more work for the day. I'm going to stop and I'm going to spend this time, you know, with my family doing this and like fully being present and not having your phone out and not having all the distractions that continuously come up. 
Um, I'm not sure if that's where you were going, yeah, but in my absolutely. mind, that's self-care. That yeah. is good. And it's so funny. I was talking to one of my guests prior, and she said, self-care is not taking a hot shower. That's 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 hygiene. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's like so, so don't say now maybe if you had like a bubble bath and you added some nice essentials and all those things and maybe you can incor incorporate that into your self-care routine but she said if it's basic hygiene no you need to do that that is not self-care I just thought that was so funny <laughs> yeah well you know what I also thinking back to the confident you presentation of the program I participated in journaling was really one of those things that was brought up mm -hmm. and I started journaling I don't know last year maybe um and this morning so I make a habit of writing my journal every morning and this morning I was thinking I wonder what I wrote about last year at this time oh wow I, I'll be honest I don't write every day but usually every work day that is just a, that built into my routine and so it was kind of cool to look back and see what I wrote about a year ago and for me that's just like a I, I like to write my affirmations in there. I like to just have that as a good way to start my day, set the intention for the day. So I think that's also a good, you know, element of self-care as well. I love that. I am a huge journaler. I love to journal, um, write, and I literally yesterday I went and got a petty. I'm like, yes, I, <laughs> I, I, I. That is part of my self care. One, I'm like, okay, my feet really need to get something worked on. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know. But it's like just doing some of those essential things makes you feel good, makes you feel rejuvenated, makes you feel mm -hmm. like you can kind of like, you know, focus on some other things. But sometimes we put that on the back burner, especially as working women. And um, we end up getting to a burnout. I mean, I've been there multiple yeah. times where I'm like, okay, I really need a reset, level set. What, do, what am I trying to do? What am I trying to accomplish? Am I doing things that align with my values, my purpose? Um, all of those things that you mentioned as well. You are a woman of faith. There's always a Genesis prayer. Just something that maybe you prayed for back in the day or maybe a year ago. Um, what was that, what was yours that you prayed for and maybe you've started to realize the benefits or blessings of that prayer? Oh, that's a great question. Um, you know, I, I don't know if this aligns with, you know, your question, but, um, you know, thinking back, I don't know if you know this about me, but like I got married really young, mm. ended up having, you know, a divorce and having to be a single mom to a really young child. Well, also trying to finish my bachelor's degree and working full time and I like clean houses at night oh, wow. for extra money just to like make ends meet. Like life was a little bit different yeah, um, at that yeah. time. So, you know, that's obviously not the life that you would plan for. Um, but I do remember like around that same time, my grandma was saying something that I remember to this day. And like even a couple of weeks ago, something was said in church that reminded me of it. So I had to call her and tell her. Mm -hmm. um, but she said, you know, remember it's thy will, not my will. Mm -hmm. And I think that's like my genesis there because like so often we think like, dear God, please do this and please do this. And I really want this to happen. And like we get real inside our heads about what we want and how we want it to be that we forget like he has a greater plan for us and that mm -hmm. plan usually doesn't align with our small vision for ourselves um and i think you too Cara. you said something like this during a conversation i had with you a while back and i don't even know if you remember this but you said uh, like you were made for more and that was just like a motivator after a conversation we had about like personal development mm -hmm. and like that really resonated with me and so i think it's just important to like 
really be humble and try to remember that he is in control. He's leading us. And just to be honest, I probably wouldn't have dreamt that I'd be where I am right now. Like, I have a great family. Yeah. I have this amazing job. Like, I've had so many great opportunities in that time. Um, it's just good to remember that God makes beauty from ashes. Mm-hmm. And I just try to give all the glory to him because I, I think I probably wouldn't have had the courage, you know, to make some of the decisions I have in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, had I not really focused on, like, really, relinquishing that control and mm-hmm. then trying to go in that direction I felt called to. That is so awesome. And I appreciate you just so sharing in that transparency because that, you know, we as women... Um, sometimes, I mean, just as general, not even really as women, we don't have it all. We don't know it all. We can't do it all. Um, and I know for me, I can't do the things that I want to do without having the grace of God. <laughs> I just can't, mm-hmm. you yes. know, I can't make the decisions that I want to make without having clarity in my mind and my processes. And I always start, you know, with prayer because half the time, like, okay, I'm going to get in the way. I am literally going to get in the way because <laughs> I'm going to yeah, I'm going to try exactly. to orchestrate stuff and try to make it perfect. And half the time, God's like, uh, that is not what I wanted you to do. Why are you going down that path? Hello, I'm mm-hmm. over here, but you want to do your own thing. And so um, it's, it's amazing when you go back to say not my will, but his will, because at the end of the day, why we're here is it's because of grace and the will of God. We're what we're doing yeah. is within the will. Hopefully, is it within the will of God? And if not, then then things get a little etchy and a little you know, get a little yeah. bumpy along the way. But that's the great thing about grace and mercy is like, okay, are you done doing your thing? Because uh we got some business to do. Get back over here and get back on yeah. track, right? Exactly. Life is not a sprint; it's a marathon. During this race, we all have to go through different challenges, obstacles, and roadblocks. But take comfort in knowing you don't have to do life alone. Kara Barker's 100-day prayer journal, Hallelujahs and Hiccups, is packed with daily motivation and encouraging messages that will inspire you to reach your God-given potential. We will all experience hiccups in life. But it's how we respond to life's unexpected curveballs that will determine our ability to bounce back. Hallelujahs and Hiccups caters to women from all walks of life. Whether you're an executive in the corporate arena or a high school student, this daily dose of spiritual inspiration will help you navigate through life's daily challenges. Hallelujahs and Hiccups by Cara Barker. Order your copy today. This is a curveball question, Christy. What are you most curious about now? Uh, you know, I mentioned like my kids are getting older, and so like I just am hopeful, and I'm sure that other moms feel this too. Like I'm hopeful that I have like um, prepared a good foundation for them, mm-hmm. and that they have the right path in this world. And that you know, I'm just curious about like what you know is next for us, you know, in this season of life, and just seeing how they are growing as young adults and making decisions and hopefully they're the right decisions, but then also trying to have enough, uh, again, humility and understanding that, you know, they are going to make their own decisions. And sometimes we all make decisions that aren't perhaps the best ones for ourselves, mm-hmm. um, but hopeful that they have the right foundation that will help carry them forward. And I don't know if that's kind of what you were thinking. Absolutely. Um, but that's where I'm at. Yeah. That's good. What ages are your kids? So we're in a blended family. I've got a 17-year-old, two 14-year-olds, 
and we have a four-year-old. Oh, wow. So you've got some different yeah. age, different milestones <laughs> that you're like hitting, right? They're all in different yeah. phases. And so I, yeah. I'm in that, that space now. We have our last I let's say the last of the Barkers <laughs> is my son. He's a senior in high school. Uh, my girls are older. Uh, you know, they're they're in their um, curious twenties, I guess you call it. But um, uh-huh. but it's just an interesting phase of just the same thing. I'm resonating when you're saying is like just hoping that what we taught you that you're not going to stray too far away from it. That um, are you going to make good decisions? Are you going to be around good friends and I mean, those are a lot of things that as parents think about, especially with teenagers, middle schoolers, or even like little tots and kiddos that like, you know, just making the right decisions and hopefully it's not detrimental to their health or their livelihood. So that's real, that's real good talk. So I'm curious back to your recruiting space because, you know, a lot of my ladies and my listeners are just trying to figure out how to navigate and really how to network with other people as well. Do you have a special approach? Cause I know you've done non-for-profit, the corporate sector, you've been in a lot of different things. You're involved in a lot of different things as well, but is there, what is your approach to networking and are there any networking mistakes women can make? Yeah. So I think that to when I was doing fundraising work and a coworker lived by the quote, the answer is always no until you ask. Mm. And so I kind of live by that rule um, when I'm doing recruiting and networking. And I think that women may limit themselves. So, like, don't tell yourself no before you even ask. You don't know, you know, if someone's going to be open to a networking conversation or not. Mm-hmm. Um, so, really, you got to think to yourself, like, exactly who you are and what you are looking to accomplish in your career. And then have some confidence. I honestly think people are usually more than happy to talk about themselves and things that they've done. Mm-hmm. So don't tell yourself no before you ask. Wow. Um, but I do think you ought to frame that ask in the, in the right way. So like, why do you want to network with this person? What do you hope to gain from that conversation? And what maybe could you offer to the person? So oftentimes those networking conversations go both ways, mm-hmm. much like a mentoring relationship. So like, here, send a LinkedIn message telling someone, like, I'm super impressed with your career trajectory and XYZ. I'm working on this professional development in this area, and I wondered if you would be open to sharing any advice that you might have. So we set up a quick 30-minute call or have coffee or something like that. Mm-hmm. I actually did this a lot in my last role, mm-hmm. um, and I simply just sent an email to some folks I've worked with previously um, and just set up a meeting request that I call Coffee with 50. Which mm-hmm. shout out to my friend Elena who gave me that courage to do it. Um, but I just made the ask in the invite and I was like, hey, I'm, I'm inspired by your career. I'm working on these goals for this year. I'd love to get your advice on how to identify development opportunities that might help with uh, my confidence in meetings with leadership or whatever it is, you know? That's just think good. about, yeah, just thinking about like time is our most precious commodity. So you really want to make sure that you're using your time wisely. But I really think those are the kind of networking opportunities that then turn into long-lasting relationships because they'll reach out again in the future, you know, if you have that um, conversation that is a meaningful use of both of your time. That's good stuff. And so I think about, I mean, I our, our paths crossed from you got, you were a partner with another young lady and you guys did like a LinkedIn kind of a talent 
um, conversation and you've, you've brought in speakers and all that. And that's kind of how we got connected. And that's been at least over yeah. a year, right? Yeah. Yeah. The talent table. Yep, so that the talent was the table. Yeah. Yeah. So we haven't done um, videos in a long time. I'm not sure if we'll pick that back up or not. We both kind of got like super busy with life and work, but mm -hmm. yeah, we just, on a whim, Melena had this great idea. And so we would just reach out to people and see if they wanted to join the conversation and talk about something that was meaningful to job seekers or, you know, your career, whatever it was. Um, and that's how we, we got connected. And um, I've learned a lot from you, not even, you know, outside of that conversation with you, but I mean, you, you've written a book, like you do the Confident You program. You have a lot of things going on. Um, <laughs> and you are really giving. <laughs> Yeah, I love it. And I love how much energy you have and you transfer that energy to others. I love that. Oh, I appreciate that. I feel like giving you a virtual hug. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I love it. So, you know, one of the things that I love what you've said during the conversation is about being brave and confident and um, giving us some tips about networking. So from a, a, a top recruiter as you are, or a sourcer, um, First of all, what is the difference of a recruiter and a sourcer? Is that the same thing or? You know, I think it means different things at different places. But okay. for me, um, so for me, sourcing is really doing a lot of candidate research and then reaching out to passive candidates and talking to them about what they might want to do in their next role and then trying to plug them into opportunities at my current organization. Oh. Um, and then that's kind of it. Like the recruiter then would pick up this the relationship if we found a good match mm -hmm. and then kind of lead them through the hiring manager conversations and get them to the offer. So it's a little bit segmented um, where I'm currently at, um, mm -hmm. but some organizations, the source role kind of built into that recruiter role where you're sourcing passive candidates and kind of leading them through the whole process. What about like negotiating, like negotiating salaries? Is that something people do or is that like taboo? So <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I think that is a great question, especially if you've like been in one organization for a long part of your career and you don't like interview or go through that process, you know, frequently. You shouldn't probably go through it super frequently, but you know, like making <laughs> right. change every mm -hmm. you know, few years is probably okay. Um, but yeah, I do think that there's a lot of free resources available on the internet that can help you in those conversations. Um, but the best advice I think I could share is like um, really understand like what types of roles you're interested in, especially if you're going into like apply to different positions, like being honest with yourself about your experience and how that aligns to the role that you're interested in. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, you know, you might think, and that varies across organizations too, size and scale, like definitely play a role in that. Um, but just being honest with yourself and then doing some research, you know, what that interview process looks like. Um, the other thing I think is really important to shed light on too is like a recruiter or enforcer, if you get reached out to that enforcer, <laughs> are really like partners to you in that process. They're not adversaries. Like it does no good for either party to, um, you know, not be transparent and honest, like about mm -hmm. the things that they know about the opportunity or about the team or you know, it's really in my best interest to do all I can to help a candidate be the best person they can through the interview process. Mm -hmm. um, so really, I view that as a partnership. So be honest with them, talk to them about like, 
um, you know, what your career goals are, what you'd be needing to make a move, what the things you would be looking for in your next opportunity. Sometimes it's not like a, I have the best opportunity for you right now. Like maybe the what you're looking for, we don't have open right now, but I will remember that when there is an opening. So it's mm-hmm. just like that relationship building process. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that there's a lot of information about um, benefits and salary info like on the internet, but I would take some of that with a grain of salt because a lot of times that's self-reported. So um, I think it just comes down to really doing your research, mm-hmm. you knowing what you're looking for, understanding what you might be competitive for, having honest conversations, and then, um, you know, you shouldn't get to the end of, like, a hiring process and be completely blown away or surprised by, like, what an offer looks like. You should be having that conversation with the recruiter on the front end. Most recruiters are having that conversation on the front end. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're not, then maybe that, I'm just going back to kind of what we talked about earlier, maybe, like, that organization is not aligned to your goals or what you would be looking for in the future, and maybe that's just not a good fit anyways. Um, but I do think that there are a lot of opportunities to do that research to understand, and then using that partnership with the recruiter or the sourcer um, to make sure that they're representing you in the most competitive way is key. That's good stuff. So as I mentioned um, about negotiating starting salaries, do you think it's wise or appropriate when you're in, a, in an organization? Can you negotiate your performance evaluation salaries or your merit or, you know, your performance review? Is that something or do you think that's getting a little bit out of the box? I don't know. I think that, like, depends on the organization. I feel okay. like if you're clear and you're asking those questions, like, hey, I'm interested in leadership opportunities. I would love to get some development in this mm-hmm. area. Could you help me identify some different projects that maybe I could um, take lead on? Or um, And then you could use those examples throughout your performance period, you know, like using, um, kind of reflecting upon your performance, leading those projects or whatever it is, and say, like, you know, if this is what you would want to do in the future, then, okay, well, how would I get one of those opportunities? Um, I don't necessarily know about like negotiating internal salaries. I'm not. I'm not played in that space, so I don't know if I can speak to that. You mm-hmm. have a choice as as an individual as to do I want to continue to do this? Maybe I want to go into another department. Maybe I want to go to another area, or maybe I want to go to another company. Um, and that takes yeah. a lot of bravery to do that. Um, but it always goes back to the main thing of knowing what your value is, what your worth is, what you can add what you bring to the table, and then also what is does it align with your overall goals, your aspirations, and even your purpose? Yeah, absolutely. And be an advocate for yourself. I think yeah. that that's, yeah, I think that comes down to it is like, um, if you know what you want to do and you're asking the questions, make sure you're advocating for yourself too. That is, that is so true. And that's sometimes the hardest because it, mm-hmm. it goes back to kind of one of the things of characteristics of a leader is being humble and having humility. And it's that fine line of being humble and assertive. And then it's like, are you entitled? <laughs> you <know? laughs> and so yeah. you got to really almost have to play out the script of like, okay, how am I going to say this? And then also probably knowing the temperament of who you're asking, you know, from or asking to, because 
I mean, I just know I've had leaders along the way in my journey, and I've had some managers I reported to that I'm like, I would never ask this because I know they're not receptive, they're not <laughs> flexible, yeah. and it's going to just like blow up in disaster. But then I think about my current leader that I that I report to, she's amazing. And I I we can have conversations and I can ask, I'm like, okay, what does this look like? What you know, what do I need mm -hmm. to do? And she's very transparent. She's very open. And I think that comes down to she's really wants my best interests being considered too. So yeah. you know, I think that's important too. Yeah, I agree. I've had I've had pretty good fortune too with leaders being um open and transparent and sometimes again it's uh sometimes you get the answer that you need and maybe not the answer that you want in there maybe you do need some that's true you know more experience leading projects or doing something else getting some different um diverse diversity of experiences is what you need to move forward and that's again like those are the kind of leaders you really want to have you don't want someone that's going to tell you like oh yeah it's perfect or maybe just not give any feedback we the ones that can give you that transparent honest feedback you know it's going to be detailed Absolutely. Absolutely. That's so good. How can people get connected to you? What What's the best way to get connected to you or stay connected with yeah, your brand? For sure. So I hang out on LinkedIn quite a lot. My kids laugh about it, but I feel like it's like my social media site, <laughs> you know, that's where I'm at. Um, you can find me on Christy Allen zero zero on LinkedIn. And then I also spend some time on Twitter too. So that's Christy Allen zero zero there as well. Oh, very simple. Christy Allen zero yeah. zero. Find on LinkedIn <laughs> or find on Twitter. She may be tweeting some things, huh? Yeah, I love absolutely. it. I love it. Well, I truly appreciate you accepting the invitation to join us on the Hello Maximizer podcast. Um, this has been a treat kind of getting to know you a little bit more and learning how to really market ourselves and knowing our value and, and actually being able to showcase and sell our worth as well. And so yeah. I sure appreciate you so much. And I'm excited just to see where your journey just goes. It's like, you know what? Sometimes you just have to step in the deep water a little bit, try something new and know that you are made for more, that you probably have a lot more in you. You just don't know because you're not a, you don't have the faith to do it. Or maybe you're just not brave. But this conversation today, ladies, you heard another amazing woman that is showcasing her brave. So Christy, I sure appreciate you joining us today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Cara. It was so much fun. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks again for joining the Hello Maximizer podcast. We are so thrilled about season two. It is going to be a hot season with a lineup that is quite dynamic women from all different walks of life. I appreciate your, your tuning in today and you have a great day. You're tuned in to the Hello Maximize Her podcast with your host and life coach, Kara Barker. We invite you to visit our website at karabarker.net for more info and daily inspiration. The Hello Maximize Her podcast with Kara Barker. Life coaching is all about you. Empower Her Consulting is an organization focused on empowering women by creating a safe space to accelerate their potential, elevate future-focused capabilities, skills, and create bold outcomes. Our vision is to empower and inspire every woman to be bold, confident, and have influence in every aspect of her life 
Our mission is to do everything possible to empower and elevate women. With over 20 years as a Fortune 50 senior leader and a certified executive coach, Kara Barker helps clients accelerate their careers, build resilience, and gain influence through confident leadership. At Empower Consulting, we provide curated coaching experiences designed for entrepreneurs, leaders, and students who are ready to build their dreams, elevate their professional status, and grow their revenue and sales. By exploring emotional intelligence, strategic networking, a growth mindset, and leadership presence, our clients shift their way of thinking to become more effective leaders who make significant contributions to the growth and impact of their respective organizations. You were meant for more, and it's time for you to accelerate and execute. If you are ready to level up, schedule a discovery call with life coach Kara Barker today. To schedule your first discovery coaching session, contact 305-359-4300 or visit carabarker.net.